Welcome to the Consilience Podcast. My name is Shannon Beer. I am a health and confidence coach who chats to experts to help us improve our well-being so that we can get more out of life. I recently received a question about where should one start when seeking to improve their relationship with oneself. And in order to answer that question, we have to first define what it means to have a healthy relationship with ourselves. And perhaps an easy place to start is by talking about what it's not. And having a good relationship with yourself is not about loving every single part of you. It's not about eradicating all of your flaws so that you can finally be good enough. Having a healthy relationship with yourself is actually a whole lot more about recognizing the fallibility of human beings in that we all have strengths and weaknesses and that is okay. Our worth does not depend on the things that we do or these external standards or how well we're matching up to these external standards. So to clarify this a little bit further, perhaps it is useful to talk about self-esteem. And in general, there's the view that having low self-esteem is not a good thing, and therefore the antidote is having high self-esteem. But that is not what the research suggests in that there are issues with the concept of high self-esteem because high self-esteem doesn't necessarily mean stable self-esteem and our self-esteem is just sort of the thoughts and the views and the positive affects that we feel towards ourselves. Now the reason that high self-esteem isn't always a good thing is that it can lead to narcissism and grandiosity but also it can be unstable. So when our self-esteem is contingent upon doing well, being successful, looking a certain way, we create a bit of a rod for our own backs because we only feel good about ourselves as long as we're doing good, we're meeting our standards and we look a certain way. The moment that we fall short of that, our self-esteem plummets. So it's very unstable. It goes up and down. And the reality of life is that you will face failures. You will never be the most attractive person around or the most successful. There's always going to be someone who's doing better than you at something. And if your self-worth is wrapped up in your performance at the gym or how lean and muscular you are or how much money you're earning each month, then that is a very vulnerable basis for something as important as how you feel about yourself. And the reason that it's important is because how you feel about yourself can affect how you show up in the world. It can affect how you behave, how you feel, how you think about yourself and others, and therefore the kind of situations that you put yourself in, the way that you interact with other people, and it can have a really big impact on our well-being and our day-to-day lives. So seeking to improve your relationship with yourself is a very worthwhile pursuit because it can have a massive impact on your quality of life. 
So if high self-esteem is not the answer, then what is? The antidote then has been given sort of a number of different names in the literature and a few different perspectives, but they all seem to converge on some key points, namely that your self-esteem has to come from within. And it's not about adopting external standards and trying to keep up with them. That's not to say that someone with healthy self-esteem doesn't chase their goals. They probably do. That's probably a very big part of what they're interested in. And it can bring a lot of fulfillment to our lives. But the main point is that when they're falling short of their goals, they don't feel really shitty about themselves as people. This is something that is known as the whole part error, where we tend to overgeneralize our failings. And when we do poorly at something that we care about, we tend to feel shitty about ourselves in general. So I failed at this one thing, therefore I am a total failure. I'm useless, I'm worthless, and and so on. And these types of thoughts and feelings can be very self-defeating. Whereas if we recognize that our worth is not contingent upon our performance or our achievements, then our worth is much more stable and we can recover from setbacks a whole lot quicker. So what I'm really talking about is not self-esteem at all because it's not about rating yourself, it is self-acceptance which is about recognizing, as I said, the complexity of the human condition, the fact that we are all constantly changing, constantly in flux and that we cannot possibly give ourselves a global rating because it doesn't make sense. We can choose to rate the things that we do. Oh, I'm, you know, kind of shit at jujitsu or I'm a very good musician. You know, you can give yourself these ratings in different domains, but refrain from rating yourself as a person. So how well I perform at jiu-jitsu, for example, does not determine how well I feel about myself in general. I can be disappointed, I can be frustrated with my performance and still maintain a healthy self-view. So it's not about feeling great all of the time. It's not about loving every part of yourself. It's about recognizing your strengths and your weaknesses and striving towards meaningful goals that you've chosen for yourself. Now, of course, there's always going to be a bit of an influence from our social environment, even in terms of the values that we adopt, because we are not, you know, isolated creatures. But it is very important for our self-worth to be acting as autonomous agents. And this is where self-determination theory comes in and the differences between intrinsic versus extrinsic forms of motivation and the consequences that has for our well-being. When we take action that is mostly internally regulated, so whether this is intrinsic or whether this is something that we value, then that leads to autonomy and a sense of agency. So it's not just about feeling like you're competent at doing things if those things that you're competent at aren't meaningful to you. So it's about choosing your own direction 
and being in environments that support your ability to exercise autonomy. So making choices that you want to make, not always following demands or requests that are imposed upon you. And it's also not quite obvious when that may be the case. So it doesn't mean that someone is explicitly commanding that you do things, but we may internalize these external standards, such as the idea that we all need to be earning 10K per month, or that we need to look muscular and lean in order to be worthy. These are examples of external standards, and they are not related to well-being, or they are in a negative way. So we really want to move towards adopting our own internal standards, as what it means to be successful happy or whatever and taking action towards those so your environment might actually make a big difference because the type of people that we surround ourselves with can either support our autonomy and to enhance our feelings of relatedness and connection or they can do quite the opposite so it really is important to consider the type of people that you surround yourself with which wasn't always easy right we don't always have a whole lot of choice but we do have a degree of choice into what we let in and if you are seeking a supportive environment then perhaps searching for some kind of community that shares similar values to you can be very worthwhile or even enlisting the support of a coach or someone in a helping profession so hopefully that helps to answer the question we're striving to move towards a kind of self-view that recognizes our inherent strengths and weaknesses and doesn't rate ourselves as people based on the things that we do we can rate our actions we can rate our performance but that doesn't reflect on how worthy we are because that doesn't make any sense we all have different strengths and weaknesses we all have different capacities different predispositions we are not solely responsible for these things or fully in control therefore it cannot make any sense so the only alternative then would be to refrain from rating ourselves as people and of course that can be difficult to do Um, I've spoken about the importance of having a supportive environment that enhances autonomy beyond that a very good place to start is to clarify your values, to figure out what it is that's meaningful to you. And this doesn't have to be a complicated exercise. I also get a lot of questions about how can I help people to clarify their values? And it really is quite simple. You can simply just use a list (laughs) and reflect on these different values, these different qualities of who you want to be and how you want to show up in the world. So values such as generosity, compassion, flexibility, adventure, kindness you know whatever it is that is important to you as a person those are your values and you can use a card sort like a value sorting exercise online anything like that it is a simple process the hard part is living in accordance with those values so do not get too hung up on the clarification stage itself because it really is quite that simple Um, the difficulty is trying to figure out why it's so hard for you to do the things that are meaningful to you and that is a struggle that we all face so hopefully that helps to answer the question a healthy relationship with ourselves is not about loving every part of ourselves or always being successful it's about relating to ourselves 
in a way such that our worth does not depend on those things. And we can begin by searching for the kind of environment that is going to enhance our autonomy and help us to feel connected and supported for who we are by other people. And then to begin to strive towards things that are meaningful to us and to figure that out, a value sorting exercise can be really helpful. And I do have an article on my website that will be a good place for you to start. Hopefully that helps to answer the question and as always keep the questions coming and I will keep the episodes coming. I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening to the Consilience podcast. If you found this episode helpful and you know someone who also would benefit, then please do share this episode with them. And if you're looking for more support, check out my coaching, mentoring and educational offerings by looking at my website, which is linked in the show notes. Until next time.